everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in today for my podcast, Live Healthy Naturally. So if you haven't subscribed yet, go ahead and subscribe so that you can actually know when a new episode comes out because, you know, this is all about inspiring you and giving you hope about your health or maybe somebody, you know, in your family that needs hope. So that's what this is for. So subscribe to our podcast. We are available on Google, Apple, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and pretty much all of the major platforms. So today I am excited to welcome somebody that's actually my high school friend's mom. So it's kind of interesting because when I was growing up, you know, we kind of have hung out a little bit, but we weren't really that close of a friend in high school. But it so happened that she ended up here in Allen and I in Frisco. And that's just how, you know, we actually got to meet again and kind of, you know, build that relationship back. So I really, I mean, I've met her mom a couple of times, maybe when I was a high schooler, but I really didn't know her. But I've had the pleasure and the honor of getting to know her now. And I am inspired by her strength. I mean, she's one of those people who actually make me feel fulfilled with what I do because I've had the honor of taking care of her. So this is the story of her and I'm going to introduce you to her. Her name is Padma and I want to welcome you and thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate that. So do you want to actually share something about yourself to our audience? Hello, I am Padmavati. I am 69 years old. I am coming from India. Uh-huh. Here I am living for more than eight years. Wow. More than eight I didn't years. even know that. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we came here in 2014, uh-huh. December. Okay. So, hardly eight years completed. Right. Then my daughter is working here and my son-in-law is working here. So, you've been living here yeah. with them. Yeah. Okay, awesome. Okay, okay. And do you like living here? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) That's wonderful. So were you, you know, as a child, used to actually doing things like, you know, naturally, like your mom had all kinds of remedies, home remedies that she raised you with? Like, how were you raised as a child? Yeah. If you frequently having cold Mm -hmm. or cough, my mom will go Pepper kashayam. Black pepper? Yeah, black pepper. Mm-hmm. And uh, black pepper, make it into like a tea. Yeah, and add some milk. Uh-huh. If we want, uh, we can cook some sugar or something. Uh-huh. And then we will drink that. Oh, wow. Or without sugar also, we can drink it. Okay. That will give so much... Uh, relief for yeah, cough and cold. Yeah. Okay, yeah. fantastic. It's only one remedy for cold and cough. Okay, okay. And do you still, still practice it? Still also, I am... Uh, Taking using that okay <laughs> that's wonderful so were you raised would you say naturally or were you raised with a lot of medications growing up for any kind of illnesses uh, yeah uh, i like natural medicines only but is that how it was as you were growing up and as you got older were you still you know mostly taking natural remedies but then you know for certain kinds of things you thought that there was only choice was conventional medicine oh both are good uh-huh but natural medicine, no harmless. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's why I like uh, okay. very much natural medicine. That's awesome. And then what happened? So over the period of years, how has your health been? For my 69 years, I am having some yeah, something. Okay. So what are the health conditions you've had and what kinds of treatment have you had you know, as an adult? I have a 
appendicitis you had appendicitis okay appendicitis and i had operated for that uh uh-huh. and then they removed your appendix yeah. okay uh uh-huh. then uterus removal operation because you had fibroids yeah you had fibroid uterus okay then my and at what age did you get your fibroids removed this one uh, you know carpal carpal tunnel yeah uh uh-huh. tunnels uh uh-huh. And at what age did you have your fibro I mean your uterus removed 35 when you were 35 years old wow okay because you didn't really think there was any other way to treat it yeah so they told you that you will have to actually get your uterus I, removed I, so you removed doctor said it will become cancer mm mm-hmm. mm-hmm. in due course mm-hmm. so you better remove that uh, mm-hmm. uterus mm-hmm. and you will be free that's why i have no choice for that mm-hmm. at that time mm-hmm. Uh, because my daughter also uh, very young young mm-hmm. uh, 11 years yeah. yeah 11 years yeah so uh, i was so afraid at that time. right so i operated that uh, uh-huh. they removed my uh, uterus right yes and that's pretty common because you know the first choice of treatment is removing organs in conventional medicine yet we actually have had so many patients who have been able to heal their fibroids or their appendix and most times appendicitis i've actually seen in people who actually don't have a good gut flora so maybe they have actually taken antibiotics in the past or they have not really cleaned up their gut from time to time and that actually contributes to the flora being in imbalance and this imbalance contributes to appendicitis when they actually you know maybe uh, come across a pathogen maybe they go you know to another country maybe they eat something drink something and i've seen it so many times when the patient comes back they have appendicitis and the first choice is to actually get your appendix removed but i mean there are so many stories where that is not true that is not necessary your body can actually heal it's just an infection just like a strep throat or just like an ear infection just itis any itis is inflammation and the same way with fibroid uterus here i actually want to mention something because you know back in that era as well a lot of women didn't necessarily have that you know right to speak their mind you know they kind of lived in an era where you know you just listen to your parents and then you listen to your husband and your life was just based on those kinds of things and there is actually a book that i want my audience to pick up and read if you are someone who has any kind of reproductive issues and try to understand that there is so much more to this than just you know something that's actually grown in your uterus or in your ovaries and my cat actually wanted to say hello to you and he had something to share as well there so that's what you were hearing <laughs> so and that's the book is named women's body women's wisdom it's by it was written by an md she was an obgyn her name is uh, dr christian northrup and it's actually a phenomenal book because most obgyns don't ever actually look at it in those kinds of ways at all and she was awake she was willing to see okay if they, there are so many patients that come to me with these kinds of conditions there must be something underlying that is not just that it just comes up for no reason because our body never does anything without a reason there is always a reason for why it does it and so that's how she actually started researching about it and wrote that book so pick up a copy of that book if you are a loved one of yours is suffering from that and it can be extremely eye opening to learn that because then we can actually heal from within 
because so many physical conditions in our body are not just physical. They come from the physical plane, they come from the emotional plane, they come from the spiritual plane, they also come from the psychological plane. So we need to understand where it's coming from rather than just removing organs left, right and center because obviously there is an energy flow within us. This energy is what actually makes our organs function optimally even. And when we remove organs like that callously, what we are essentially doing is we are cutting out that energy supply through those organs and we will actually create deficiency to the organs that actually flow through the uterus and ovaries onto the other organs causing other problems. And this is also the reason why people always think that, okay, you know, I've heard so many patients tell me that after uterus removal, I was never the same. After a tubectomy, I was never the same. I gained a lot of weight after my uterus removal. I can't really lose weight since then. Uh, or, you know, they actually said things like, you know, I, I have emotional issues after that was removed. And unfortunately, because we are so used to dividing everything and seeing it, we think, oh, no, that's not connected to anything. But we are one body. And this is the biggest takeaway I want you to actually have from this is that everything is always connected and everything is communicating with each other, whether we like it or not. And everything we do has an effect, a consequence in our entire body. So before we actually do anything that's that permanent, we need to actually get a second opinion, a third opinion. Maybe there is someone out there that can actually help you heal rather than just remove an organ because whatever caused it is still there, which means it will actually show up in another organ and in another organ and in another organ until you look at it and heal it. And this is just how the body works. I've even actually had patient at one point in time who had ovarian cancer and they removed her ovaries and they did chemotherapy for her radiation for her and her ovarian cancer came back without the ovaries. And they actually did the same thing. I mean, at this point in time, they removed the cancerous tissues and they actually did radiation and chemotherapy. It came back again. And she was having pelvic bleeding and pelvic discomfort and pain. I mean, it is horrendous. And all of that started out after a terrible divorce where she lost custody of her children. So there is something deeper. And that is what I want you to understand through all of this. So because of that, did you actually have any kind of you know, weight gain or anything like that after yeah. your, you did. Yeah. Okay. But you didn't really connect the two. Yeah. Correct. So you just thought, okay, you're just gaining weight now. Yeah. Okay. And then what happened? So after that, you also had carpal tunnel surgery, you said. Yeah. Any other surgeries you've ever had? And then uh, knee replacement. Okay. Both? No. Both knees? Just right one? Knee, right okay. Knee. Okay. And then uh, when I was uh, uh, two to three years, I have on this, see this mark here. Ah. Was it a cyst? Uh, no, I put my leg in cycle. Oh, okay, okay. The spokes of the wheels. Yeah. Okay, and then it actually affected. Okay, okay. Yeah. First surgeries. Okay, wow. Okay. <laughs> then after this, uh, all these other surgeries. surgeries. But were you on any kind of, did you have any kind of chronic disease where you had to take medications for anything over a period of time? No. No? no. How about after the surgeries? Like after you had the uterus removal, did you get diagnosed with any kind of diseases we think of as just happens when we get older, like diabetes, hypertension, high cholesterol, those kinds of things. No, when my husband passed away, mm -hmm. at the time only, I got high blood pressure. pressure. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And then, so you got on a high blood pressure medication. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, medication. Okay. And then, um, pre-medication, diabetic. Pre-diabetes. Pre-diabetic. Okay. And that was together at the same time with your hypertension? No, no. no. Okay. It was later? Yeah, later on. Okay. Okay, and then you were on medication for that as well? Yeah. Did anybody tell you you need to maybe change your diet or manage your stress or 
you know do certain kinds of maybe meditation or anything like that no, nothing nothing even though you had lost your husband and that was affecting you internally and i kind of recall that you at that time i got uh, some uh, i was taking ecospirin 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 okay because why because my ecg was uh, oh it's like aspirin no, no, yeah okay aspirin. okay okay and it was at the same time when your husband passed away yeah okay so nobody ever said that well you have actually had a big loss ecg uh huh doctor said your ecg is not normal okay you have attacked one mild attack ah okay so you have to take ecospirin for lifelong okay so i was taking ecospirin for the over the period of time okay so you were taking the aspirin for all that time okay mm. and then you also were on high blood pressure medicine and then diabetes medicine diabetes medicine is 2000 later later on. yes but eventually you were actually on it as well but during any of these times you know did you actually try to change your diet or lifestyle or no, manage nothing, stress nothing, or anything nobody no? tells that also okay i i also do not know what to do okay so since you were on it for that long and then you actually came here and you were still on those medications yeah right so what actually made you think that maybe there is another way and i don't need to be on this medication is that something that came from you or is that something that came from your daughter what happened from my daughter and okay and then but you obviously you know trusted the whole process to be able to do that yeah <laughs> yeah so right now are you on any of those medications are you on aspirin or blood pressure medicine nothing. you're not on anything right now now i am not taking any allopathy perfect okay so how is your blood pressure now? quite normal it's normal and how is your how was your blood sugar the last time you checked normal normal okay so you're not on any medication but all of those are normal now yeah and did you also medication makes i am not taking it any... right conventional medicine yeah. yes yes you're taking some herbs and things like yeah. that but you're not yeah. taking any yeah. conventional medicines so did you at any point in time think that these things are possible by natural medicine even until it happened or you didn't even think that this has happened already you know i'm older i have to just deal with this for the rest of my life i am very much satisfied with the natural medicine right no but i'm asking before that did you even think that there was a possibility no. so it was I not even know about this correct correct so this is something that i also want to mention here because most people it's not like they actually want to take these medications most people take medications because even when they actually know that okay there are side effects to this and you know there are problems with this that comes they take it because they don't have a choice and that is also the reason why I do this podcast because i want you to know that even at the age of 69 you can actually heal from things and that means that it's not age it's not oh i am 50 i have to do this oh i am 60 i have to do this oh i'm 70 i have to do this none of that is true everything is possible because as long as we are alive our body wants to heal so what did you do so when you actually came to me what were the things that you had to do to be able to get off your medications for my obesity uh, my doctor advised mm-hmm. to take uh, vegetable mm-hmm. diet mm-hmm. for how many days yeah my doctor mm-hmm. uh, saw me mm-hmm. which is me <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i was taking three times of a day vegetables vegetable mm-hmm. for uh, over four Five to six months. Five to six months. Initially, it was very difficult for me yes. to take that. Yes. Yes. Uh, now over the days, it got better. Yes. But how did you overcome that difficulty? Because usually, for anybody that I actually say you need to change your diet, they usually feel very scared because they feel like, oh my God, you know, she's asking me to do something that I'm very attached to. I've been doing this for so many years this way. and now she's asking me to some, do something differently right and i'm sure there are other practitioners who do this as well and people actually get scared 
So what gave you the strength and the courage to go through that period when it was difficult and keep going? First, I want to reduce my health mm -hmm. because uh, I had knee pains mm -hmm. very much mm -hmm. and a swelling in the both knees. Mm -hmm. And ankles too, right? Yeah, ankles. Yes. Mm -hmm. ankles which was not uh, standing for me mm -hmm. for a long time. Mm -hmm. And then I, I, I cannot walk uh, long distance. Long, long mm -hmm. distance. Mm -hmm. Well, that uh, I am saying about can I do or can I do. That time my daughter was uh, just to say, mm -hmm. you come and meet uh, Saumia. Mm -hmm. uh, if you want to continue her advice, mm -hmm. you take that. Mm -hmm. So I met with her. Mm -hmm. And she said, uh, uh, go for the vegetable mm -hmm. diet. But initially, I was afraid. Right. Afraid to take. Right. Yeah. Yeah. What was What was the fear for you? What were you afraid of? Over the years, uh -huh. you are taking rice. Right. And uh, side dishes. Right. And coffee. Right. So, me advised not to take coffee. Uh -huh. Stop coffee. Uh -huh. Stop milk. Mm -hmm. Stop buttermilk. Mm -hmm. And curd. Mm -hmm. Everything. Right. She said to stop. Yes. That's why I was afraid in <laughs> But apart from that, uh, I want to reduce my health. Uh -huh. I want to uh, to be fit. Uh -huh. Because when I go to India, mm -hmm. I myself only go. Uh -huh. Nobody will accompany right. me. That was uh, my daughter also very much worried mm -hmm. to send me mm -hmm. alone. Mm -hmm. These things are put in my mind. And, uh, and so you went past that challenging times to be able to stay on that diet so yeah. that you could actually do it. Yeah. And that is actually, and I've said this to you before, it's very inspiring because so many people actually give up very quickly. But, you know, and she had to do this for, I think, four to five months, if I, yeah. you know, recall it right. And how much weight did you lose during that See, time? For my sake, uh -huh. my daughter also did it. Uh, did it. Yeah. And that's wonderful always, you know. I mean, whenever I treat children, I often tell the parents that, if the child has to actually do something, it'll be better for you to get it out of your house. There are certain kinds of foods because it's hard when you have to do anything alone, especially for kids, it's hard. Adult itself, it's hard. But kids, you know, you can completely understand. So that's wonderful that you had such a supportive daughter, loving daughter who said, okay, I'm going to do this with you so that you will feel supported and you can do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's wonderful. I love that you actually have that. Not everybody has it. So that's wonderful. And we have to celebrate that. And I also remember, if I kind of recall it right, is that when we actually did a blood work for you, we also kind of checked. You never said that you had any thyroid issues at that point in time. Yeah, yeah. Right. So, but I did do some kind of, uh, you know, comprehensive blood work for you. And yeah, we yeah. found that your thyroid was not working optimally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we put you on certain kinds of things for your thyroid as well. Yeah. And how much weight did you lose during the time? At the time, um, 85, I think. So you lost 42 pounds, but you have gained a little bit of the weight back, like six to seven pounds because you have not been active, you know, because after the COVID. Uh, but you also, you know, had to like, you kind of went off of your blood pressure medication and you also went off of your diabetes medication yeah. as well as your aspirin, yeah. right? And so the reason why we could actually accomplish that is something that I really want everyone to listen to this very carefully. I don't want you to actually go do this yourself because obviously if you don't know what you're doing, then you can actually put yourself at risk. So obviously for her, we actually monitored her blood work, made sure that she was actually healthy in this whole process. And we were actually doing all of that, monitoring her blood pressure, monitoring her sugar. And another thing is that her diet became so 
anti-clotting, if you will, because aspirin is for clotting. You know, it'll actually clot, so it'll prevent it from clotting, it'll keep the blood thin. It's a blood thinner. And so since she didn't really have anything that will clot her blood, she really didn't have a need for it anymore. And that's what is so important to understand as well. So it's not something that you can actually do just because you don't really want to be on medications. You actually have to be careful about how you wean off of it. And you are also under the care of a professional who can help you do this. And that's something that I want to make sure you understand and, you know, uh, not just do anything the way you want to do in case it actually causes some kinds of problems for you. So... After that, were you actually able to uh, add some of the foods back into your diet? Yeah. Yes. So even though you added, you know, many of those foods back, you only gained six to seven pounds. And that too, it's because of the lack of activity yeah. as much. Not really because, okay, now that, you know, another thing people actually are afraid of, right? Okay, if I go off of these things, I'm gone off this forever. Like I can never, ever eat any of these things again. I have to be on a vegetable diet for the rest of our you know, life. And that's not true. But the good news is that a lot of times the body actually holds on to the extra weight when the adrenals are not functioning optimally. And in her case, the adrenals were not functioning optimally, which was one of the biggest reasons why her blood pressure went up, you know, and then, you know, whenever that happens, it also actually regulates glucose metabolism. And then, you know, her blood sugar started going up and she was diagnosed with prediabetes. So instead of actually trying to tackle that, you know, help her and tell her to say that, I mean, tell her to do things like, okay, meditation, exercise, you know, eating better and actually, you know, doing things that are good for her adrenals as well as to put her body in the parasympathetic mode, just putting her on medications didn't really help in any ways because she still continued having knee pain, ankle pain, swelling, and the quality of life obviously becomes poor despite the blood work being normal or the blood pressure being normal. How many of us want perfect blood work, but not really have a good quality of life? That doesn't make any sense. So do you have any ankle pain and knee pain now on walking? Yeah, some days. Some days. Some days. But you're able to go for a walk yeah. now on a regular basis? Yeah. And you do walk now? Yeah. How long do you walk usually? For about an hour. For an hour? Wow. 45 minutes? Sure. Perfect. That's wonderful. I mean, isn't she inspiring? I, I can walk slowly only. And that's okay. The thing is that you have that in you to actually take care of yourself. Even it doesn't mean that you have to run a marathon. It just means that you have to move yeah. and you're moving and you're moving for an hour. You know, so many people actually say that once they actually have pain like that, they have to have surgery and that's the only choice. Otherwise, they cannot actually get better. But this is something that is not true. When I'm not walking, mm -hmm. I will get pain in the night, I, at the time. Ah, ah so you I actually have restlessness. Quickly. Uh -huh. So she has restlessness in her legs if she actually doesn't sleep well i mean if she doesn't exercise enough so one of the things for rls or restless leg syndrome is restox so that's a homeopathic remedy that i actually want to give to the listeners so people who actually don't know about it they can actually take that and also lack of magnesium will do that and you're on magnesium right i have no, you on magnesium no, no i used to have you on magnesium no 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 okay then we need to do something about it <laughs> So lack of magnesium will actually do it as well. But you do drink a lot of smoothies, right? Yeah. Yeah. So greens are a very good source of magnesium. So many a times, you know, if you actually have enough magnesium in your body, you won't do it. But you will also deplete magnesium if your body is under stress. So even if you're consuming from your food, you may have to, you know, supplement it if, you know, your body is also depleting magnesium at the same time. And so now what's your diet like? What do you eat now? Morning, I will take a smoothie mm -hmm. with uh, greens mm -hmm. and the chia seeds mm -hmm. and some fruits. Mm -hmm. 
and then uh, i will take uh, lunch uh-huh at 2:00 uh, uh-huh and what is your lunch usually a lunch um, small quantity of uh, millets uh-huh and then um, vegetables uh-huh La- lots I of vegetables lot of vegetables yes. and um, millet is uh, uh-huh. very small quantity uh-huh. do you eat any lentils or beans yeah yeah okay yeah. uh-huh and then uh, evening i'll take fruits uh-huh orange Mm, mango uh-huh and uh, banana pineapple mm-hmm. and despite grapes. the fact that you are diabetic before you can still eat all the fruits you're eating all the fruits right now i am yes. eating all the no fruits. back then you weren't but i'm saying now no, despite the fact that they said okay you know this is another thing that i want to mention about here because a lot of people I'm, t- i'm not taking all the fruits uh, Uh, in a day right right right, right. Yeah. no i'm saying I'm, that lot of diabetic people they are told by their doctors not yeah, to eat yeah, any fruits yeah. and so i'm tra- trying to you know um make this clear for our audience to know that that's not true because now she's actually eating fruits and that doesn't necessarily raise her blood you know sugar why because she was insulin resistant before at that point in time any sugar that she consumes even in the form of you know fruits can actually cause problems but once you actually remove insulin uh, resistance and cause insulin sensitivity of the cells then the cells can actually take up the sugar and the blood sugar will not go up so that's what then i'll uh, every week tuesday mm-hmm. i'm fruit fasting okay so you eat just fruits yeah awesome <laughs> morning uh, smoothie uh-huh. then i'll take fruits mm-hmm. over the day and the night i will take some carbs what is carbs what kind of foods are you eat uh, melatedly uh-huh are uh, it's a steamed uh, you know millets yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. that's all okay awesome and so and is this really difficult now for you to follow this diet now no no, no i am so, very easy yeah <laughs> so actually she asked me before we started this uh, podcast that you know she had covid recently and after the covid she actually has this kind of cough or you know her throat has you know kind of um, the voice has changed a little bit So she was actually telling me about how she has this persistent cough after covid and I know so many people actually deal with this so I kind of wanted to give a natural remedy for that uh, to our listeners. So this is actually something that you can make at home with uh, you know ingredients that you have easily available to you. What it requires is cinnamon powder, cloves, lemon and raw local honey and water. So what we will do is you know we actually you boil 1 and 1/2 cups of water and then you add you know the cloves <clears throat> um and then in the lemon you have to cut it into two and then on one side you'll actually put the cloves stick it into the lemon and then you actually put it in that water that's you know the boiling water into it in the mug and then you also squeeze a large portion of it into the water and add a half a teaspoon of cinnamon powder and a teaspoon of honey and uh, now that the water has boiled just add another 1 and 1/2 cups to your mug and stir everything and uh, you know make sure that the lemon um has the cloves face down so they're submerged in the water let it steep for 10 minutes then remove the lemon with cloves from your mug and then drink it warm okay we'll also have this under our description the recipe for it so if you didn't catch that don't worry about it but this is really really good you can drink this every day it'll actually soothe your throat it will actually help you with your cough it's very good for the immune system and you can do this even for any kind of cold and cough that you have um it will really help uh, especially the night cough so many children have night cough and it tastes good so they wouldn't really cause you know too much of heartache for you to give it to them and you can give it to them at night and it'll actually help soothe their throat and go to sleep better 
So that's something that I wanted to tell you. And one of the other things that I want to talk to you about is how, you know, the swelling that we actually found in your ankles and all of that had not really anything to do with just your ankles, but it had to do with your lymphatic system not functioning optimally, yeah. right? So we had to really work on your lymphatic system. And that's one of the reasons why I also asked you to walk. Because walking or any kind of exercise is a good way to move the lymphatic system. And if we don't really move the lymphatic system, things actually go and sit there. And when they sit there, they will actually cause problems in different tissues. And that's what was happening to her. And also another thing that you had was, you know, the skin rashes, yeah. right? And the skin rashes, then we found that it was actually a lot of fungus. And then we have been doing cleanses for that, yeah. correct? So, and many of these cleanses are to do with, I mean, she's obviously not really consuming sugar. So fruits are not really as much of a problem. She's consuming fruits, but sugar in the form of anything that's like, you know, added sugar is a big problem for candida or fungus. And so that's something that she has to be off of. And that's the reason why you didn't hear her say anything that she has that has sugar in her food because she's not, you know, she's not supposed to have it. And so we are cleansing her gut for the fungus. And when we do that, the skin clears up, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that's, so anytime somebody actually tells you they have a skin condition, tell them to cleanse their gut. It has nothing to do with their skin. It has, and do you put any kind of uh, cream on it? Like, do I give you any ointment for your skin? No. No, because that's not necessary. And that is the reason why I kind of want to bring this to your notice as well. So all these little things and big things that we have, you know, we kind of have a very poor understanding of them. And when we don't understand why they happen, we obviously treat them wrongly. And when we treat them wrongly, we will not actually get the results we want. And what we actually experience is frustration. So I really thank you for coming and sharing your story. You know, I know that it's not your first language English, but you did fantastic. <laughs> okay. I love how clear you were, you know, you were able to actually convey your story to our you know listeners so i really appreciate you coming and doing this and you know imparting hope to so many people that are listening to this because i mean at the end of the day that's what we can give right hope to other people and so thank you for coming i really appreciate that and thank you everyone for listening in today um i know you have places to be and things to do but i really appreciate you spending this time with me so if you love this podcast share it with your fr uh, friends and family and uh, show us some love and I'll uh, talk to you in two weeks. Thank you so much. Bye.